Hey, it's Marthea Pitts. Welcome to my podcast where I talk about all things mission-driven work. As a three-time award-winning workforce development career counselor, I am on a mission to help more professionals like you get into good quality, good paying jobs that align with your personal and professional areas of interest. Here on my podcast, I share stories about my career journey, interview rising and well-established change makers, and provide tangible strategies and techniques to increase your career confidence and clarity to create the career you dream about. Be sure to take a few minutes to follow my podcast and visit my website at macroandpaid.com to grab my free e-course and connect with me on Instagram at the underscore MSW coach. Now stay tuned because this is going to be a good episode. Hey, it's Marthea Pitts, the MSW coach, and I want to share today three quick ways social workers can make more money without changing employers and getting a second job. Because we know that social workers love a side hustle and a gig, and they will have three, four, five jobs. They will work seven days a week, 24-7 around the clock. But what I tell people is that you can get one quality job, one good paying job that can replace the salaries of all of those just with one good one good salary range, right? But today I wanted to provide some quick ways that social workers can increase their salaries, right? Because I know that it's the holidays are quickly coming. I know that people around this time really started taking on extra jobs to make more money, um, because they want to travel and do all of the things. So I wanted to share today three quick ways. And these are ways that I know works for people. And I know that many of you do not do them. So let's get into it. Okay. Number one, way one, ask your current employer for a raise. You know, and I know that you as a social worker do a lot more than what you were initially hired to do in your original job description. So ask your current employer for a salary increase. And how you do that is you have to sit down and actually write out. So you have your notes, you have your receipts of the outcomes, the performance standards that you've exceeded repeatedly because you're just so great at what you do, any special contributions that you have made to the organization, any grants that you have secured, any funding that you brought in by partnering with area organizations and community serving um, organizations. For example, like in my DV days when I was a case manager before going macro, I would secure volunteers to come in and paint buildings and donate things to my participants when grant funds were inaccessible. Many of you do that same thing. When you do things like that, you are saving your organization money. Also, in my first case management job as a workforce development career counselor, my career seekers would get a job like we breathe air, right? And in that organization, our performance standards were based heavily for the organization as a whole off of job placements. 
So me taking my receipts, my documented performance standards, my outcomes, my job placements, which included the high salaries people were securing, which again equates to performance dollars for my organization, I could have taken that into my supervisor, my executive leadership team, and negotiated a salary raise. So that is the same for many of you. Many of you are um, evaluating your programs to like create new ways of doing new approaches to bring in more people to the program. You're either creating um, new ways of doing and being and like helping provide professional development to your coworkers. You're creating training aids, guides standard operating of procedures. You're writing these things up. No one has asked you to do these things, but you're doing them as a way to streamline service delivery for the client because that's what you're so passionate about. But ultimately what you're doing is helping to make certain that the organization is performing at the highest standard, which again equates to dollars. So these aren't things that you are paid for, but you should be getting paid for them, okay? Also, many of you are going out and establishing relationships with partner organizations that are really changing the game for your organization because they've never been able to get that organization on board with their work. Those are, those are justifiable reasons to negotiate your salary or ask for a raise, right? Another thing is social workers love degrees. They love certifications. You probably just finished another degree. You probably just finished another certification. Maybe you just got licensure. I don't know what your thing is. You can go to your leadership and say, this is my new educational education credential that I just attained. I know this relationship will aid me greatly by helping me do X, Y, Z better in relationship to this, my scope of work. I would like to talk more about ways that I can get a raise based on this new discovery. Maybe it was some type of like capstone project that you did or some type of um, next level practicum that you were a part of where you were a part of like an evaluation team and now you are the evaluation go-to person in your state or your community. Those are all things that you can use to go in and ask for more money. Right, Because for a lot of people, not just social workers, you, we get into jobs and then we think that we're just stuck at the amount that we were offered during the initial onboarding process. But you or a lot of people think they have to wait until like cost of living adjustments come around. But if you are waiting, re listen to what I'm saying, turn up your volume so you hear me, okay? and pull out your pen and paper and your note-taking device. If you are waiting for a cost of living adjustment to come from an employer that does not historically give you cost of living adjustments or bonuses, you're gonna be waiting a long time. That's the equivalent of me waiting, it, waiting for it to snow in South Florida, where I'm originally from. It will never happen, right? So you have to get proactive, but also you have to start taking charge of your career, okay? So that's number one. Um, ask your current employer for a raise. Way number two, apply for higher paying positions internally to the organization that you are with, right? Sometimes it's a lot easier to get a better paying job where you already work, where you already have um, 
a historical like background or relation established relationship with right with the leaders of that organization so i encourage you to look for internal opportunities for an advancement within your current organization i can't tell you the number of social workers i've talked to over the last several years who don't even consider that as a viable option and this is specifically social workers who like don't have bad blood with their organizations they actually like the work they like the people they work with, but they're just not making enough money. Um, so I encourage you to apply for higher paying positions internally. Looking for opportunity for advancement within your current organization as higher pay, um, higher positions often come with higher pay. And when doing this, I want, again, this is my, another, my little heart to heart moment. Write it down, put it, tuck it away in your, in your front pocket, okay? I want you all to work hard to remove feelings from your, your career decision-making process. And so this is what I mean. I love a good story. <laughs> I'm going to just post this on my YouTube. This is not a podcast, so I know you all probably are new to me. So I love a good story time, okay? And I have lots of them because I have lived a life that many people will never get. But what I mean by that is I can't tell you the number of times where I included or my coworkers who were just excellent at what they did refused to apply for higher level positions that would pay them tons of more money because of their personal feelings um, that weren't even like justified it wasn't even they weren't even real it was just feelings it was their perceived feeling of like a supervisor being tough or a team not being friendly right I've heard people that are not social workers say like I would never leave my job because I have fun with my co-workers but at the same time they're struggling because they're not being paid enough and I'm like are you serious right now Right. Are, you, are you for real? And then for those who are like, oh, I don't want to go over there because the supervisor is mean or the people on the team are mean. How do you know that? Have, did you have a, now I will fully understand if you had a personal encounter with the supervisor and you know firsthand, then with that situation, don't, don't miss the red flags. But if you don't know and you're going by third, fourth, fifth, fifth hand information from people who have been with the organization 20 plus years and they are disgruntled and you know who they are, right? Why would you use that to make such a critical decision about your livelihood? What I always tell people, again, because I know YouTube is new to me, so I've been trying to ease y'all into me. One of the things I always say is that I don't play when it comes to my money. <laughs> it couldn't be me, right? So if it's a difference between me being able to survive and me not, me suffering in silence, right? I'm I'm going to do what I need to do to survive. As long as it's not, as long as I'm able to maintain my integrity is not putting me in any danger. And that leads to a whole larger conversation around, you have to move through your career like it is a business. Many of you are led by your feelings and your feelings are leading you astray. You are missing ground or like life-changing opportunities to really propel yourself forward, to move to a place where you can truly start thriving because you're moving off your feelings instead of facts. 
but I'm not going to get into that. If you want to know more about feelings or facts and moving through the world on the thing, I have a whole podcast episode on it. Click the link down in the episode show notes and visit Macro and Paid. And you can listen to that episode. I may upload it over here on YouTube because people have been finding it helpful. So I really strongly, like if you don't remember anything else, please, when you are considering applying to other jobs internally into your organization, in your current organization, remove your feelings from your decision-making process. Here's how you can do that, right? Because I, I give tangible strategies. I'm not like other people out in the universe that tell you you can do many things with your social work degree and then don't tell you how to do things, right? So how you do that is by scheduling a meeting with the hiring manager over the job that you are interested in, right? In that meeting, you want to tell them, express to them your interest in applying for the position, how it relates to any experience that you've had, be it current or in the past, or even future interests, future goals that you have for yourself. And you wanna ask for more information about the position, what they are looking for an ideal candidate, what does the typical work day look like? What are, what are some of the, what's some of the job duties, right? That way you can start working on building your information, your correct, fact-based information because it's coming from the source. It's not coming from someone someone that worked under that person 10 years ago. It's coming from the source, right? To then make the decision of, I will apply. I won't apply, okay? Strategy number three, to start making more money without getting without changing employers and getting a second job. Read your employee hand. Read your employee handbook. Take advantage, start taking advantage of employer-provided benefits, such as retirement contributions, health savings accounts, pay education leave, vesting opportunities. What that means is if I leave and come back in 10 years, will I still have my number of years that I need that go towards retirement? Or does that roll all over? Right? Vesting opportunities, professional development support. You love, you love, you know, you love a certification. You know, you're working on your license. You know, you were considering to get another degree because you feel that's what you need to get another job. Side so note, you don't. You can use your master's of social work degree, even if you have a BSW degree and your case management experience to get the job that you want. But that's not the video we are doing today. If you want to learn more, click the link down and the, the Notes below, macro and pay, get my free e-course, right? Professional development support. Get your employer to pay for those things. You shouldn't be paying for them, right? I share, I share the story always with people about how, I, how in the past I have strategically taken jobs just so the, I can get the tuition reimbursement, Right. Especially when I this was during a time where I had already mapped out, OK, this is the year I'm going to go back to school and get X, Y, Z degree because I started with my AA degree. My employer helped me pay for my AA degree. A lot of it I paid out of pocket because my grades were just so bad when I returned back to school. But there were some classes in there that my employer paid for. Right. There's other degrees that I've gotten where I had an employer that helped pay for those classes. 
right? So strategically, if you cannot get another job internally to make more money, if you cannot get a raise, you need to start looking at ways that your employer can start helping you save your out-of-pocket expenses. That will automatically put that money back in your pots, right? So look into your handbook, see what the policy is about professional development support. Will they pay for you to go to that conference instead of you paying for the plane ticket, paying for the motel, paying for the, the hotel, excuse me, paying for the food and all of the things, right? And to, Or tuition re reimbursement. And again, remember, if you cannot increase your take-home pay immediately, then you need to be playing the long game, okay? If they're like, no, we're not going to raise your salary. No, you can't. Because sometimes people are blocked out from moving around internally, again, due to bad blood. Maybe you have a target on your back. Then you need to start playing like you are playing chess and not checkers, okay? You need to start playing the long game. And what I mean by that is use every benefit your employer provides to you to make yourself more marketable in the job market. Again, go get a certification if you know that's what you need for the, the, the job that you're going to be applying for to make more money. Get them to pay for that. Right? Start moving strategically. And then also you, by you doing that, you are preparing yourself for the future, yes, to make yourself more marketable, but you are immediately just decreasing your out-of-pocket expenses, which makes you have more, which allows you to have more money in your monthly budget because you're not spending it out. So if you found this video helpful, the three strategies that I shared, leave me a comment below or drop your favorite emoji. Be sure to click the link down in the, um, the description box and grab my free e-course to learn more about what macro social work is, what it entails, job titles, salary ranges, industries where macro social workers work, and be certain to subscribe to my YouTube page. I'm going to become, I'm dropping videos regularly. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Happy macro career planning. Bye.